What's good, everybody? This is Ryan. You're listening to the Anti-Art Podcast, episode number 50. Um, before we get into our uh, slight reunion episode with Ryan uh, from the 2300 podcast, also formerly of our podcast, the first like 10, 15 episodes, just wanted to talk to you guys for a bit about something that's near and dear to my heart, something that uh, has really been you know, capturing all my attention, living rent-free in my head, uh, something that I can't escape from or get away from. And I'm talking, of course, about uh, HBO's Euphoria. What an incredible! <laughs> is it even incredible? I don't. I don't know if I'd consider it incredible. Uh, it's a cool show. Um, it's very stupid, but it's very good at the same time. It's almost very paradoxical. That's why I'm so fascinated by it. I think um, we've seen many reiterations of this show. You know, similar show. Skins, obviously in the UK, Skins US on MTV, uh, Twin Peaks back in the 90s had some elements of murder and intrigue and, you know, soap opera stuff and even some like kind of supernatural looking effects, that kind of stuff, breaking the fourth wall, stuff of that nature um, that Euphoria has. But, you know, Euphoria is a pretty unique show in that, um, hmm, how should I describe it? <laughs> it's a pretty unique show in that it's equally bad and equally good at the same time. It really balances out to a perfect B of a show. It's like a good B show, you know what I mean? Um, because nothing ever particularly is compelling like like a traditional show. You know what I mean? Like Twin Peaks The Return is a really compelling series in my opinion because like it really shows like the origin of evil and how it seeps into the Twin Peaks universe and that kind of stuff. Uh, you go into the Red Room and, you know, there's like the arm and there's all this like, you know, this cool um, sci-fi stuff. And e- even though the special effects aren't the best, what makes it the be- like the best TV show, in my opinion, is that it really just like um, captures a-, a zeitgeist of like what's going on. You know, back in, back in the 90s, uh, Twin Peaks was, was capturing the kind of like... Um, soap opera feel and a lot of people think it's a fake soap opera like it's a mock soap opera but it's really not it's a very earnestly done soap opera and and it's done by by david lynch on purpose because david lynch really wanted to try and uh capture the heart and soul of what was going on at the time and try and hit a reverse switch on it you know he was getting tired of like a murder a minute csi and law and order shows he was getting tired of like you know overwrought um soap operas and stuff like that with again with lots of murder and stuff like that but he wanted to flip that all in its head and kind of just have you focus on laura palmer and then you know once you get into the the new season it's almost like uh you know part of that goes into it and then part of like you know the new breaking bad and Mad Men and um premium tv that everything that's kind of taking over and you know almost like euphoria too shows that take over uh the culture in like a bad way <laughs> i guess it's just like you know like guns violence sex for like no apparent end um, and back in the day, like, you know, soap operas and, and some, some like smaller dramas kind of, you know, were warm and nice. And now everything is kind of fucked up and shitty. And like, that's all we want to see, you know, as the family guy theme song goes, uh, you know, all we see is violence in movies and sex on TV and twin peaks also captured that. I think it really captured like what we give a fuck about now. And it's, it's really like, all right, well, you know, if this is the show that you want. This is the show that it's going to be. It's not going to be the old smiley, cute soap opera. It's going to be like this dark, disgusting, like pointless, violent piece of shit, <laughs> you know, show <laughs> with all these crazy special effects and, and that kind of stuff. And that's what I really liked about Twin Peaks, the return, but going back to, um, euphoria, which I think really does capture the zeitgeist of the modern times for better or for worse. in the same way that Twin Peaks, the return does, 
um yeah it captures like the drug addiction of of the youth it captures you know the nicotine addiction uh or the music that they listen to you know what i mean and i'm just talking about the youth i'm talking about people that are like you know two years younger than me or, or more college kids mostly high school kids i guess um euphoria is a show about high school but it's they're played by people my age 25 and there's actually a girl that i knew from hackensack high school i didn't know her personally but i knew her through like my ex-girlfriend she was really like i remember sh- her showing me uh a picture of th- that girl uh, barbie ferrer is the actress and i was like damn because she was modeling for american apparel she was on tumblr all, all that kind of stuff um in the i think i was like a freshman in college and she was like in college too but like i don't know anyway that's going way off track um euphoria <laughs> this is this episode has no structure because it's just me talking here so sorry if this gets really confusing but euphoria again hbo show it's in its second season now five episodes in the first season is again equally good equally bad and and, and i say that because um there's some elements where it goes really really over the top and like silly and like stupid but it's not bad necessarily and, and i'll tell you one episode particularly in just a moment but the show for those of you who haven't seen it is a um, uh, executive produced by drake zendaya uh, sam levinson is the director and zendaya plays this kind of like druggy um you know like burnout kid who's like you know a couple steps away from pretty much like dropping out of school i guess because she like never studies i mean neither does anybody in the show but anyway uh she overdoses in like the first um before before the first episode starts like you know, whatever, like back in like whenever, um, you know, sometime in between whatever she overdoses and there's flashbacks to that. And her mom is really concerned about her makes her do drug tests, that kind of stuff. And the first couple episodes are kind of cool. It, there's one episode. Um, I think the first episode that I really liked where, um, Zendaya is talking about the ways that she, you can avoid like, um, you know, pissing dirty or whatever, where she talks about synthetic urine, which works by the way. Um, anybody out there, you know, I, I can't, you know, don't sue me if it doesn't work for you. But synthetic urine, that shit works. But she couldn't afford it. And then she was talking about, like, um, there was, like, some zinc or something you can take. And that you take enough of that. And that, like, clears out your system. But that's, like, not recommended. Uh, just all that stuff. It's just, like, it, it, it takes, like, the big short style uh, narration and, like, you know, uh, bird's eye view type of thing. Where, like, you know, the main character is somehow, like, this omniscient, um, like, god figure who, like, knows everything and knows, you know, everything about everybody and can see into the past and that kind of stuff it, it's told through that kind of lens which is very stylized and cool um but anyway rue has all these friends and we kind of see their journeys as well um you know there's alexis demi's character her name is maddie she's dating this guy nate who's really toxic and evil and shit but she's also really toxic and evil but he's like also abusive on top of that um and he abuses her he abuses like the friends around her uh there's cassie who's like this blonde chick who starts dating this guy from college um there's a uh, barbie ferrero who i just mentioned before cat uh she's like my favorite character in season one then there ha- then you have jules who's kind of like the new girl she's also uh, played by hunter schaefer who is trans in real life and trans in the show friends i don't know if arca and uh, hunter schaefer know each other or they're friends or whatever but there is one episode where arca basically um soundtracks the entire like episode uh it's like a um a special episode with with just you know this character jules this new character so i think that's really cool that there's like representation um in the show and like in a really cool way and and because jules is like such a compelling character such like a an angel like like almost like out of like space and time like in the show it's really cool that um you know for as far as trans representation goes like the coolest character on the show is trans and it's like 
you, you don't see that very much i mean pose is like one show i can think of where a trans character is like a main character uh, orange is the new black is another one but you know this show does a really good job at like making her compelling and, and working that um part of her you know childhood and stuff like transitioning and all that it's all seen like through um through jules's lens like as, as a kid so I think that's really cool that, you know, to tell those kind of stories, especially to young kids, I think it's really important for them to to understand that. But on top of it, it's not even like done in like a way that it's like over the top and like, you know, whatever. It's more like call me by your name where it's like normalized and it's like kind of like, you know, most people just accept her for who she is um, in a way, except for a couple of characters like Nate and uh, maybe like one other person or whatever. But for the most part, it's not really like a big deal. It's not really like a plot point. It's just more like she's a beautiful girl you know she's just you know just like the rest of them and that kind of thing and uh, i think that's really cool um but speaking of more the over the top and like bad elements of the show there's like plot lines that go nowhere like there's this one episode where they're they're at the carnival like everybody's at the carnival and like uh jules like before that happens actually (laughs) I'm, i'm just going all over the place but this character jules um sleeps with nate's dad um through grinder on like the first episode and, and just like this whole side plot like nate's dad cal is like a uh he like loves having sex with like trans women and femboys and filming it and stuff like that and jules is underage which comes into play uh because jules has sex with him and then you know there's a whole like blackmail thing with like uh nate like finds jules on grinder and like catfishes her into sending her news or sending him news or whatever and then you know, Nate uses that as blackmail after he finds his dad's like tape of him having sex with Jules or whatever. It's, it's really like convoluted and weird, but there's like some blackmail going on where Nate like blackmails Jules. And I thought that part was really ridiculous. Like the whole scene where he meets up with her in the park, like, and it's revealed that it's Nate who she was talking to the whole time. And it's like, Oh, like I have this on you. And if you tell anybody that my dad slept with you or whatever, it's like, Oh, I'm going to, expose you to the whole world and like uh i'm gonna uh get you locked up for child pornography or something it's like makes no sense um another over-the-top thing at the carnival is this one scene where jules like walks up to cal and like not confronts him but just like is like joking around like oh like i bet like to to um zendaya's character is like oh i slept with that guy oh like i bet bet i won't walk up to him or whatever and she walks up to him and he's like serving chili or something and like (laughs) that scene is so funny because there's this like terrible hallmark music playing and he's like oh he's like all flustered and shit and like everybody's like what's going on and it's like there's like this fable it almost sounds like fable like if you guys ever played that game fable on xbox it sounds like that where it's like this very like inquisitive kind of like stringed music is really like silly or whatever and he like spills the chili over and it's like oh my god that scene is really funny um there's a bunch of there's a bunch of like plot points that just kind of don't make that much sense i mean the whole romance between jules and nate like like kind of is in the first season a little bit and then it totally dies out the second season like it's almost like it never happened the, the show gaslights you a lot it'll, it'll introduce you to plot points and and stuff of that nature and it tells you like oh like this is going to be important this is like what you should focus on and then all of a sudden it's like wait uh what are you talking about like we never did that you know what i mean <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense um uh, there's there's certain parts of the show where it's like that or, or or the other thing i don't like about the show is that rue's character or um zendaya's character rue rather um zendaya's character rue is like this addict and she's like always like you know doing different drugs fentanyl pills and all this kind of stuff and i don't know the way that she narrates it is so like um college like creative writing it's like oh another day another pill or like oh i guess i'm on fentanyl again or something like that it's like so like not compelling and so like silly and i don't know it 
the scenes where she does drugs is like are visually very cool like she walks on the ceilings and she's like turns different colors and shit and um there's this one scene where like in season two where like jules turns into like the um uh that that famous painting of the woman like coming out of like the the seashell um it's like venus or something venus and floor i think it's called maybe I, i don't know um but um yeah that whole scene is really really silly uh no it's good good visually but it's really silly like the narration um everything with rue's character in my in my opinion is pretty weak um i don't really like her that much i think she's not that compelling i mean i like the way that she narrates and i like the way that she like is like the glue to all these characters in in a way even though she doesn't really know a lot of them that well um but the characters that i find most compelling are definitely like nate and and maddie and um in, in season one because they're so toxic and so evil for each other and there's this one scene where you know maddie like calls nate's mom like a cunt or something and then nate like chokes her and then uh and then like the the police like come to school and like arrest him and shit like that that episode is really good and uh, it, re- it reminds me of twin peaks a lot um the whole like you know getting arrested at school and you know blah blah, blah like coming into class and interrupting class to get them out of the class and you know the police there and all that was very reminiscent of like twin peaks and but like a little bit more sinister a little bit more evil because you see everything that happened and you see that he definitely choked her and, and shit like that but that that scene is great and i love the switching of perspective i love the way that like nate's dad comes up to him and just immediately just knows that he did that and is like did you do it son and he like doesn't say anything and that whole shit is amazing the that episode is like the best episode of the show um by far um because it really shows the way that nate can manipulate and going back to episode one um nate um sees maddie at this party hooking up with some guy in a pool and like they're like on and off on and off like boyfriend and girlfriend maddie and nate and he sees that and he gets all pissed off and he um you know whatever and um an episode or two later he goes to this guy's house that that was hooking up with maddie in the pool and he's like this 22 year old guy and he gaslights this guy into thinking that he like did something improper with her um the age difference is there it's like a five-year age difference and it's like probably not like kosher it's like you know um no pun intended like delving into dangerous waters like to be hooking up with somebody like that but he over exaggerates it to the point where it's like oh she blacked out like she doesn't remember that like you like assaulted her and he's like he beats the shit out of this guy and like pops his eye out of his socket and like breaks his neck and later on when uh when you know he gets arrested for choking uh maddie out um he basically makes this guy go into to the police station like confess confess that he did this crime and like that whole shit was amazing that was really well done the whole drama and intrigue surrounding that was really good um it was a little bit too convenient it reminded me of like an episode of dexter or something like that where like the main character is about to go down and then all of a sudden there's like deus ex machina comes in but like it's done better than than episodes of dexter because dexter is just like so like they don't really set anything up you know what i mean it's just like that episode like um you know he's about to get caught and then all of a sudden it's like a taco truck comes by and he like (laughs) kills the guy in the taco truck and then like he's like oh i've been serving tacos this whole time it's like very deus ex machina this show it was more like wait like what are you going to do with that guy that you beat up like how is that guy going to come into play and then he comes into play like six episodes later and it makes sense like i I think that's really compelling and really well done uh writing in in my opinion i think it's 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 well done um there's a lot of instances of bad writing in the show whether it be you know characters talking and some of the things that they say and some of the plot points that get lost there is bad writing for sure but there's also good writing um i think it's a really good show visually in general i think everything is really well done um you know even though these people are 25 a lot of them do look like they're in high school 
And the way that they do the makeup for various scenes is, is also pretty amazing. I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, just generally, just like on a surface level, like Jules's makeup is, is always like beautiful and like really delicately done. And like, um, you know, like, like it's like drawings of stars and shit on her face. And like the line work is super well done. But then there's also scenes where like Rue is like overdosing or something and her eyes are like totally baggy and like that's also well done and they make it really believable, um, you know, because Zendaya is like this like, you know, traditionally beautiful woman like, you know what I mean? When she walks on the scene, it's like Beyonce. It's like, holy shit, like very stunning. Like everybody stops and looks at her on the red carpet, right? But then in this show, they really like do a good job of making her just look like a normal person and just make her look like like a burnout the complete opposite end of the spectrum of what she really is in like real life. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, the makeup is well done again for pretty much every character. The, the, uh, the fits are, you know, outstanding pretty much for the most part and like accurate and period specific and stuff. Um, the way that they capture like, you know, quote unquote Gen Z culture and also mix it in with like some of my culture, you know, I think is really well done. Um, and I think that like the way that they capture that gap between, um like like the on the fence millennials you know what i mean like like me like i'm i can be a millennial i can be a or i can be a gen z if you plus and minus me one year but i'm kind of in the middle so like the way that they capture the music taste of people my age and below is really well done because like it's it's accurate i would say you know what i mean like the hundred gecks like the um arca um lana del rey mia um the classic rap you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff that they capture on the show. And then, and then the way that they do Cal's character in the second season where they make him like this, like eighties guy that loves like Grace Jones and NXS and, and like synth pop and stuff is really well done. I, I think the music in general and the aesthetics and the makeup and the costumes and all the technical stuff is like super well done. You know, it is a 24. It makes sense. Um, one thing I would like to say about this, this show in general is it does take a lot from the movie waves, which I think is, far superior i think waves is an incredible movie um forgot who directed that one but anyway it's also an a24 movie that one takes place down in florida and i don't want to spoil it too much but it gets into like some really serious shit um and like i don't know it gets it's more believable i think than euphoria because it's just it's more so one character struggle than like a whole school you know what i mean and like the situations that that these people get thrown into is like it actually reminds me of high school rather than like um euphoria which which too often reminds me of like i don't know like like the prom episode (laughs) is like there's music they play music that's like really like uh, fit for like a club it's almost like there's vip sections at prom that's like what it looks like that's the kind of aesthetic that uh euphoria has or euphoria high school has and you know it spawned tons of memes as as people can see like the euphoria service dog looking all you know groomed up and like pretty and stuff and then you know, what I mean, even like Megan Fox was getting in on it, getting in on it. Like she looked super like yassified and whatever. She had like makeup on and she's like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm the teacher at Euphoria High School, POV or whatever. Um, you know, it is very over the top and silly. And uh, I think Waves does a much better job at like being a grounded movie with like a um, stylization, but it, like stylization that kind of um, serves a certain purpose in a certain part of the movie and then kind of like goes gray after a certain thing happens uh, again i don't want to spoil it but i think waves is a far superior uh movie if we're talking a24 high school drama drug you know partying movies or or you know pieces of art uh in my opinion because i think what euphoria does too often that waves um gets really you know nails down super well i think one of the things that it gets wrong um is the trauma dumping and like the um trauma piling on 
it, it reminds me of the movie Precious where, you know, um, it is based on a true, you know, Precious was based on a true story, but it was based on many true stories rather than like, you know, just one person's journey. Like, like basically it was like, you know, Precious, uh, the character, like <clears throat> she did have some things happen to her, but like not all those things. Like she didn't drop out of school, get pregnant you know, uh, you know, her, her mom was abusive and you know, this and that, it was like, that was like eight different people's stories, like clumped into one thing. And that's what happens in euphoria far too often. Like, I don't know, like, uh, Cassie's dad is like a drug addict. Alexa Demi's dad is like, a um, a alcoholic and her mom is like yells at her all the time. And then you have Zendaya's dad who like, you know, dies of cancer like early on, uh, or like before the show begins or whatever. And, um, I don't know, you have like Jules's mom who leaves her. It's like too many people, uh, leaving their kids. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not realistic. It's like, this is a suburban town where like, like, where do you see that happening? Like to a, to one group of friends, where do you see, you know, uh, for them not having, you know, the parental figure (laughs) in the family? It doesn't really like, it doesn't track. It's not that, it's not that it's not possible. It's just that the show, like on average, like that's not how society looks. And the show just, you know, inflicts all these characters with all these like traumatic things that happen to them, like severely traumatic things. And it just seems a little bit too over the top and a little bit too like on the nose. You know what I mean? Whereas opposed to like, again, like waves, like he had both of his parents, you know, Alexa to me had both of her parents. It's like, but the traumatic things still happen. It's like traumatic things can still happen within the context of the movie without the past also being like the most like horrific, like, you know, abusive, like awful, past of all time you know what i mean it doesn't quite make sense it doesn't quite track but you know um um i digress um what else do i like about the show you know what i mean i i just i like catching up with it i mean i like the memes i like the cultural things surrounding it i like that everybody's like getting in on it and talking about it and, and that kind of stuff it almost is like the new game of thrones in that way but like it's a lot more um casual you know what i mean you, you don't have to watch like six or seven seasons like hour-long episodes 20 you know, episodes, whatever, like to catch up to it and to understand the intricacies. It's very simple. Uh, it's a very simple show, although it wants to be complex, I feel like, and it wants to be like this, like kind of big, you know, universe almost. It's not that, it's not that complicated. <clears throat> it's quite simple and it's like kind of stupid. And that's what I like about it. It's almost like, it's almost like a, you know, watching a soap opera every week. Like I don't see, I don't see, I think soap operas are purely just for entertainment. I think euphoria is just literally purely just for entertainment. I think it wants to be other things and it wants to be artful. And in that way, like it's not that it fails, but it just kind of like falls short, you know, like the very artistic parts of the show and the visual stuff is is very cool. But like you need, you need a really good, really good and solid drama to ground all of it. And it's just simply not there. Like in the movie drive, for example, or like a a lot of other Nicholas rending weapon, uh, (laughs) winding reffin films. Um, perfect example here. I'll just, I'll just say it like drive is a great movie, right? Drive, you know, the main character is very stoic, but there's a lot of crime drama and there's a lot of like real grounded, um, situations and stuff that people go through in that movie that like really grounds all the aesthetically pleasing visuals. But then you have only God forgives that's only visuals and no story. Like the story is horrible and it's way too traumatic and it's way too silly and it's way too stupid and it makes no sense, but the visuals are amazing you know, uh, euphoria falls somewhere in between, in between only God forgives and drive where it's not, you know, like a, a D where it's like horrible, like the story is shit, but it's also not like on the level of drive where the story is like really, really good. Or like the level of twin peaks where the story is like really, really, really solid. Like the drama is not really grounded in much. It's like 
everything is kind of teetering. You know what I mean? Like there's a couple of situations that are happening that you have to be like invested in the characters to be invested in. And I, and I am, you know, in half of the characters, but not, but not the other half, like Lexi's whole uh, school play, you know, getting in season two, Lexi's whole like school play storyline is not really too compelling to me. Um, Kat, you know, I feel like they're like kind of writing her out of the show. I don't know if she's having uh, disagreements with um, the director of the show or whatever, but like, I don't know her, her storyline is not that compelling with her boyfriend that she hates. But then on the other end of it, Nate, Cassie and you know Maddie's whole situation spoilers 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 Cassie is fucking Nate and <laughs> Maddie is, is doesn't doesn't quite know about it just yet and that is really compelling and really interesting and they, they do a lot of cool things visually with that and a lot of cool comic relief stuff with that like the hot tub scene where where, where Cassie throws up uh that that shit was incredible that's a great great scene but then you go on the other end and you know, ruin ruin Jules's relationship is uh, was compelling at first when they first started hooking up, but now it's getting kind of boring because Rue is like very uninvested, obviously, and Rue is like you know her mind is on drugs and elsewhere. Jules is kind of just like I don't know. I feel like Jules is like not a relationship person, and she's kind of forced to be in one with 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 Rue for whatever reason, and the uh, motivations are getting less compelling and less understandable as the show is going on, especially with this new Elliot character, it, the, you know, the motivations for her to be with Rue really don't make any sense with this fucking like loser in the way. Uh, his character sucks. I don't like him. And he's making Rue and Jules's relationship even more boring and even more shitty. And he, I, they're making me care even less about it with this Dominic Fike, um, character, you know, in the way. Um, but then on the other end you have Fezco <laughs> and Fezco, which I, who I, for some reason haven't mentioned yet. Um, he is like this like high schooler dropout, whatever high school dropout who like, you know, deals drugs to the kids at the school and deals drugs to Rue. His whole storyline is so, so good. And him and his brother, like, you know, like taking down that one drug dealer and like robbing the other, you know, uh, like financial guy or whatever. And, um, you know, the fact that his grandma like had a stroke or whatever, and he like has to take care of her and like, but he deals her, you know, oxycodones or whatever. It's that whole all that's compelling. Everything with that is really super compelling. And again, reminds me a lot of twin peaks where it brings in the kind of dark side and like the nighttime shit into like the high school, you know, bright, cheery high school environment. It kind of, you know, intersects those two. So yeah, he's a, he's just a really good character. Um, I think that he brings a lot to the show and, um, Oh, I'm sorry. How could I, I, I've been remiss not to talk about, you know, the, the star of the show, uh, the star of season two, rather, um, cow, and, you know, I, I mentioned Cal because obviously he was doing some improprieties stuff with uh, Jules in the first season. But in this season, um, they do this flashback episode where in the beginning of the episode, it shows him in the 80s. And he has like this like wrestling buddy that he's friends with and that like he keeps like meeting up with. And, and you know, he's they're in high school together, blah, blah, blah. And then they hook up or something at some gay bar. And then like the next day, he finds out basically that like you know, his wife is, or his girlfriend at the time is pregnant. So he cheats on his girlfriend with his, his, you know, you know, this wrestling buddy. And then the day after that, he finds out that he, you know, his wife is pregnant. So it's like super compelling and super like, holy shit, like, what do you do? And his, his pathology kind of makes sense. Like the fact that he's like very obsessive compulsive, like he loves hooking up with femme, you know, trans women. It's probably because like he likes he loves women, obviously like he, he loves his wife or he loves that girl, but he also loves the friend at the same time. And like those two, you know, spinning in a circle together, 
you can he combines the you know um the femme nature of like the home you know the white the home wife and then like the mask nature of like the wrestling boyfriend into like this kind of like you know masculine feminine person who he fetishizes and hooks up with and stuff and i think the show does a really good job but like again like uh, you know i i don't mean to say pathology in a way that makes it sound like it's like a bad thing i mean pathology in like a psychological way i guess like it, like the fact that he keeps all that secret uh is a pathology in my opinion is like a, a you know a mental thing that he has because you know if he if he really wants to just live his truth and just be who he is and all that stuff and not suppress it then it would be then it would be fine there'd be no there'd be no nothing you know impropriety nothing wrong but like him uh cheating on his wife him hooking up with underage women him you know what i mean traumatizing his son that all that stuff is you know bad uh, and all that stuff is not good and um you know he's he's affecting a lot of people by doing that but what i will say is in episode five or episode four of the newest season <laughs> he fezco like basically like beats the, no fezco's brother uh ashtray beats the shit out of him and like gives him brain damage in this one episode basically and then he gets drunk and then he goes to this gay bar <laughs> he's like dancing with this guy and like the nxs or whatever and like pretending it's like his his lover from high school and then there's this whole scene where he like takes his shirt off and he like tries to wrestle the guy and wrestle security and stuff like that and like (laughs) meanwhile his head is all bandaged up and bleeding and shit it's so funny uh but you know i'd be i i can't not mention him going home penis out just peeing all over his foyer and his wife comes down the stairs like, yo, like, what are you doing? And his, both of his sons come out and then he just admits basically drunkenly and, you know, brain damagedly, whatever that he like, um, is doing all these things. Uh, Nate, his son already knows that, you know, he's been hooking up with Jules and other people, you know, since he was a kid. Um, you know, he's been hooking up with, you know, femme masculine people since, you know, uh, um, f- like feminine kind of like trans, trans people, I guess, like since he was a kid. Um, you know, so Nate kind of already knows that he's been hooking up with kind of feminine trans people since he was a kid, but the rest of the family is unaware of this. And he basically like tells this whole truth. He's like, yeah, I like men. I like women. I like trans, you know, women, trans people. It's like, I, I'm a king. I can do whatever I want. You know, this is, you know, this is my truth. This is what I, this is what I am. I don't care. And then he like, basically like, you know, um, the son and, uh, and, the other son and Nate are just like so shocked and so like so angry or whatever. And so is the wife. And then he's like, yeah, well, if I told you that I had come home with like, uh, you know, a straight, you know, a cis like woman, like from the strip club or something, you would, your reaction would be 10 times, um, you know, 10 times less than what you're, you're reacting to right now. Like you're like yelling at me and you're telling me like what I'm doing is so wrong. But it's like, if you found out that I hooked up with a hot stripper, you'd be like, Oh, just don't tell mom rather rather than like you know that that, that's disgusting and like that i mean honestly like that moment is really over the top and like silly and i i was laughing the entire time because of just like how ridiculous it is like with his penis out and just peeing and you know you know confronting his family and like the middle confronting his family in like the middle of the night and all that stuff that scene was funny in that way but it was very like damn like speak your truth cal you know what i mean it's better than keeping it inside uh it's you know bad that you were have been cheating on your wife and you're pretty much your family this entire time and it's really fucked up but you know you know better late than never you know what i mean like i I feel like a lot of times that happens to people where they get older and then they they don't realize that they're gay but they're gay the whole time and then they're just like well you know i don't really like my wife i don't it's not that i don't like my kids but like you know i I need to i need to just 
ha- have my truth like i'm a, i'm a gay man or whatever so it like it was it was really nice to see that like in a weird way in like the most like roundabout like weird way that they can possibly do that episode like they did it and it like kind of fucking you know made the episode worth it because the rest of the episode was just like jules and rue like riding around with elliot and getting drunk and stuff and then like some other kind of boring shit and like um whatever and like also the cassie and nate storyline on the other side was pretty fucking compelling so overall that was a really good episode and season two in general is looking a lot better than season one um they are running out of ideas but the fire and flames that are uh, resulting as you know because of that because of them running out of ideas is so entertaining like the fireworks that they're trying to shoot off in order to keep our attention is um really great and like really well done and i i hope it just keeps getting more and more weird and like more twisted and like becomes more and more of a parody of itself because like why not fuck it like it's a stupid show about like high schoolers played by 25 year olds it's basically like high school musical but like yassified and like everybody's on cocaine um so anyway so it's a stupid ass show anyway so why not just like totally just like go crazy with it and you know do crazy stuff with it why not you know um so without oh crap so um yeah so that's euphoria um <laughs> I wish Troy was here to talk about it too, because I would love to bounce my ideas off of him uh, with that. But I think when the season finale comes out, like in a couple of weeks, we'll um, we'll do an entire uh, wrap of the show. You know, again, I might just repeat some of the the old points that I just said. But but um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my thoughts on Euphoria. And uh, now here's our episode with Ryan. Robin Thick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh they're on some show with like Mr. Me Too. <laughs> That's a good ass song too. <laughs> I know. But um fucking they were I don't know what show, this is some kind of like mass karaoke show, I guess, with like mm-hmm. you know I guess Rudy Giuliani popped up and Robin Thick and Ken Jong just got up <laughs> like, and oh, left. Hell no. no, they just fuck that <laughs> shit. I'm out this bitch. Fuck oh hell no. Nigga. The they dog had, is like no. Bro, they had to be consoled backstage, and they didn't come back out. Like, oh my god, it's so funny. Logan that, Paul comes out, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's so exciting!" And then Rudy, I don't know. I don't know which one's worse. I guess really, really Julian is probably worse. Which one of the Logan brothers, Paul brothers, whatever the fuck, was where by a bunch of like dead folks and was just like, "Oh yeah, check that out." That's Logan Paul. That's Logan Paul. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fucked up. That was a wild one. Then he came back and apologized, and then he was like, he was electric. I, I remember he was like electrocuting rats like in his backyard, like within like a week. 
I think everybody forgot about that one. I didn't know about that one. What? Yeah. I, I'll, let's just say allegedly, but I'm pretty sure that that happened. <laughs> That's some serial killer shit. He was doing some wild things before he was ultra ultra famous, before he had a podcast, I guess. You know? What, what were you doing before you had a podcast? Uh, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing wild. You weren't electrocuting rats? N- nah. Just uh, fucking some bitches. <laughs> Just going on some Tinder dates, you know what I mean? Fucking some... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to cut that part yeah, out. Nah, keep that in there, man. Shout out to C-Mac. <laughs> some stitches. <laughs> some stitches. Ryan's from 5'5", five five, but now I'm playing with... Still, 55th Street. I'll keep it 55th Street. <laughs> so, if you guys couldn't tell already, this is Ryan uh, from 2300. Yep. What's up, y'all? He was also on, like, maybe the first 15 of our original episodes, so... Yep. Might recognize that, and... Bringing you back, I, I, you know what? I, it struck up uh, my mind. I wanted to talk about something specific. Um, I think the last episode, uh, or the first episode we did was about a whole lot of red, and that was like maybe like a month, uh, a year ago, or whatever, like a year and a month Almost ago. Almost on the dot. Something like that, right? Yeah. So what do you think about a whole lot of red right now? Oh, man. You know what? It's weird because there's more songs that I dislike, but I like it more. Than I did last time. Interesting. Oh, like you like uh, the the songs you like a lot. Like you like them a lot more. A lot more. I think it's probably. I mean, if you, they could have cut out a couple of songs, but it's it's probably his best album. Yeah, I still I still I'm heavy on that. Like I I would say because some of the songs I don't fuck with are the ones that kind of went heavy on TikTok. So it's kind of yeah, just yeah, like yeah. that's me being a hating ass nigga like on the low. But that's fair. But like. I'm gonna keep it real, bro. Like you take even if Teen X is like the best song on that album. Yeah, Teen X was a great one. Against like every other like quote unquote best songs in the albums, I would take that over like ninety percent of the shit. Cause. It's it's because I mean he, he was great on the other album, but it was more so the producer and more so like I don't know, like like he just had like a st- a certain style or whatever. Yeah. But if he kept doing that, it would get boring. But then on a whole lot of red, I feel like he really stepped up and like became his own performer. Out the window with it too, man. You know, with the the rock star look. The mm-hmm. red dreads, you know, just upping everything, the intensity and all that. But there still are things that Die Lit has that I just can't be like. Yeah, the PR production and obviously like some of like the, I don't know. I feel like uh, the vocals are a little bit more clean and a little bit better produced or whatever. Yeah. But whole lot of red, it's a little bit more rough around the edges, but he really like goes for it more. I think the the rough around the edges was kind of his own intention, anyways. Because you know, oh, definitely. punk yeah. rock is kind of like rough around the edges. That's why know? I like it better uh, overall. I mean, there's a couple of songs again that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, Slayer, I really just don't like that much. I hate that song. Uh, Bino, I still can't really get into. Nope. Um, but there's a lot of good ones. I mean, there's a lot of ones that I didn't like before that I like now. Like like, um, is it Meh or something like that or On Meh or Meh? Something. Yeah. I like that song now. Uh, I like the one with uh, Kanye a lot, a lot. Like it, it grew on me quick. Like yeah. I will say, after after we recorded that episode yeah. at the old house, I'm not sure if you remember, but after we recorded, I was like, "Damn, you know what? Mm. I think I like Go to the Moon because even even if you exile Kanye's verse and you just keep it just like doom, 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 like empty the whole time, and then Cardi comes on, yeah, 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 the that, beat is really really good. It's crazy, bro. So it's it's a perfect interlude, I think, for going into what is it? Jump out the house or? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, nah, it's um. It goes into Bino, right? It goes into Bino. Yeah. Yeah. I I X Bino out of the set list, bro. So it's like. Yeah, Bino is terrible. Nah, um, fuck that song. But yeah, I like because I because I really like Donda and I like the way that he like. I I don't know like I don't think he's being honest about religion in, in any sort of way at all. Nope. So Jesus is King was such a flop, 
and then it was a whole lot of red after that so i thought it was like a, oh no like kanye is ruined and he's just rapping about jesus or whatever but then on donda he was rapping about jesus and it was like sick so i'm like all right like in in the you know going back and like in the context of that i'm like all right well it's it's pretty cool you know what i mean i don't know like i, I like the way him rapping about scammers and rapping about like you know the stock room being full of Yeezys, but then also talking about Jesus. I I don't know something about that. I I, I like it's it just seems very dishonest, and I like that <laughs> for some reason. I mean, I will say with the topic of honesty, I do like that. Even though, like me, I do not like Kanye. I fucking hate Kanye. Like uh-huh. I really, I will not listen to Don. I won't do it. Even though, like most of his old records are probably in, like my top like favorite ones. Yeah, yeah, but. I like how you kind of keep it honest with the fact you're like, I'm still going to listen to the nigga. Like, unlike a lot of these people that are like, man, fuck you. You wore the Confederate flag. Fuck that shit. I'll never listen to you again. Then Donda drops and it's just like, now, nah, wait a minute. Yeah. Then you just forget. And then it's like, oh, no, he, look, he's with Julia Fox. Like, oh, let's just all forget. It's like, I'm, I'm not forgetting anything. And and the other thing is like, there's this YouTuber called like the Rap Critic or whatever. I don't know if you've ever heard of that guy. Yeah, you showed me. But he, I mean, he like the way he's like christian or whatever and the way mm-hmm. he the way he criticizes kanye is just like oh look look at you you're rapping about jesus but you you have all this material stuff oh like you're such a good christian huh it's like that's kind of the point that's kind of why it's good <laughs> because it is very contradictory and stupid but it's just like i like the fact that he's talking about like cheating but then it's like in the, the next thing it's just like like mary <laughs> you know right god <laughs> you know that was what well if you look at you know who he is he could just be doing that as a gimmick. Yeah, it is a gimmick, and that's why I like it. It's it, just like a he's like a heel. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's 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 pure pro wrestling. Like, well, somebody said it on Twitter a while ago. Is like, everything is wrestling? It's true. Everything is fucking wrestling. These niggas run this shit like Stone Cold and The Rock did. Like, they will pump up with a with a crazy gimmick. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. run with it. Yeah, the gimmick it wasn't really working at first with the whole um, Jesus is King thing, or it's actually gone through ebb and flows because you know Jesus walks, it was working really well. Yeah, Jesus, it was working really well, extremely well. So it's just like I don't know. He's like he's kind of like I, I'm not a religious person anyway. You know what I mean? I never have been, and I like people disrespecting religion. So when I saw Jesus, I was like, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I never thought it was bad. I never thought it was lame. I never thought it was like who cares about disrespecting religion. I mean, as somebody who's like semi-religious, I don't really care too much about disrespecting so long as you're not walking up to somebody and be like, you Christian bitch. Or like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's like some Ricky Gervais shit, bro. Yeah. That's cringe. Yeah, no, nah, but, but I mean, I think it's just like what gets me going is just I can I personally can never let go of the Confederate flag and the co-signing that other guy shit, which we're not going to get into. But I think it's it's. Because there's artists that on my end that I know have did some fuck shit that I still run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's no way I'll be able to cut them off like that because they mean such like a... Their their catalog was so big to me growing up that I just can't drop it. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, it makes sense. I love New Orleans hip-hop like a lot, as you may know. Yeah. Like Birdman, Mystical, and C-Murd, a bunch of these guys. They've done actual horrible documented things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just like, that's the shit I grew up on. My mom was in the kitchen listening to big timers, like, you know, fucking doing the dishes to real big and shit. And she's got, she's like passing over a spoon like a mic where I'm going belly real big right behind her and shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's hard for me to let go of that shit, but I, I won't, you know what I mean? Like, that's yours. You know what I'm saying? You grew up, since I've known you, you've been Kanye heavy. You know what I mean? Pretty much, yeah. So... I've either like, I've I've always had an opinion on them. Either I've liked them or I've hated them forever. Yeah. So I vote one way or the other. So I don't know. It, it, I mean, I, I, 
I don't know where we were exactly going with that. <laughs> I forgot where we had. Well, started. it's this Playboy Cardi shit, but I just, I just. Oh yeah, right, to, right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, Play, yeah, yeah, so Playboy Cardi. So I feel like he, I, I like the way that he raps on that song because it's very like it, it, fe- it feels very like silly and dishonest and like stupid. But yeah, I don't know. Just like Euphoria had, a, like I had just talked about just before. Uh, it's very it's in the same way it's like very um stupid and like it takes itself too seriously and like i don't know the the joke or like the thing that you enjoy about it is like not what the artist intended or mm-hmm. not what the director intended like that's what i like stuff like that i don't know i i will say there's there's definitely things about a whole lot of red that i feel like wasn't meant to be picked up on or was like too, a little too subtle but when i picked up on it i was like ah like the chains in the background a lot oh of the yeah song. yeah yeah boy oh boy and that could be there's two things to that too it's, well, maybe it's me making this shit up, but it's either he's flossing heavy, you hear his chains, or he's a chained up vampire in the studio. Ah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, yeah, that's cool as shit. He's a beast in there, nigga. You hear the chains going when he's going his hardest, you know what I mean? So, it's cool. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I mean, good albums like that, they keep continue to grow and they continue to, like, you know, they continue to show new things. That's why I, that's why I respect Cardi so much. And I and I get I got so annoyed when people were just asking him to drop, to drop, to drop, like, and then leaking his stuff. I just I like when artists take their time because whenever they do drop something it like it becomes a culture you know what I mean yeah. it becomes a whole thing like like with Cardi it's like he has the action figure out now he has the guy you know uh, playing stage on guitar uh, playing uh, guitar on stage with him mm-hmm. the big upside on cross the little palooza thing it just like continues to like impact like you know the digest and like what people are like uh paying attention to and shit yeah but a mediocre album that you just put out it's like what it's going to get you some traction for a month like j cole right it gets yeah. what you know gets them some traction for a week or two and then it's like or corday or something it's like okay oh god he's the worst <laughs> yeah he's like the worst example where it's just like it comes out it's like okay and then it's like what impact does that album have it doesn't make a sound it doesn't do anything for anybody it's just a bunch of niggas with braided hair going we don't do drugs and it's like i don't care bro like i seriously do not care but going back to Cardi, what I will say is, I, this might be a hot take. I think this is the first, like, genuinely, like, perfect arena rap album. What I mean by that is there's rappers that'll put out an arena rap couple of songs. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like if you played Whole lot of Red in its entirety through an arena, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, all songs are going to have you going crazy. Even the ones you don't fuck with. Even like, uh, I feel like dying and shit as like the outro. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like you hug the person next to you or some shit and yeah. then the show ends or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Good encore or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, in its entirety, like I said, it's just every song get the crowd rocking. Even the ones that we don't like, I'm sure if he played it live when we we're in front of him. Yeah. Like, I don't like Slayer. You don't like Slayer. Slayer comes on when he's in front of us. We'll probably Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know all the lyrics to it anyway. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty invested in it. But I think Jesus is another good, uh, it might be like another stadium rap album as well. What do you think about that? I think Jesus has like two songs that I wouldn't put on there as arena rap, I guess. Maybe because like, I saw it in the arena. So I, I saw the tour. So maybe that's why I have that fresh Did in my he head. play his entirety or did he do other Most of it. He did okay. most of it, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty short album. So he did most of the songs, I'd say. I mean, I want to see uh, Can't Hold My Liquor with Chief Keefe and shit. Blood on the Leaves. Like, what's that called? Yeah, Blood he, on the Leaves, right? Yeah, he did Blood on the Leaves. That was really good. Yeah. And he did that song with um, with the Arca production with, like, the dogs in the background and shit. That's so sick. And then she came like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Yo, you know what? Shout out to your page because there's a half joke, half dig, but I get a lot of cool shit in my Explore now. But my God, are the Playboy Cardi like dick riding memes so fucking heavy <laughs> and like the say hi to little 21 Savage shit and I'm just like 
get the fuck away from me. Or it's like a rap news article would be like, did you know that Corday gets his hair braided oh at this God, shop? I know. I get those too. And they, and it's just the same thing over and over and over again. I hate it so fucking much, bro. Like, I I'm, I feel like real bad saying this shit because obviously I love hip hop, rap, all that shit. But like, yeah. I block any and all rap news outlets, bro. I just go through it and just block, 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 block like every time. Yeah, I I like them only because they provide um things that they're it's not that they're not news but it's like not confirmed stuff. Yeah, like it'll say like I don't know like it'll be like oh Travis Scott like at the concert like someone was definitely stabbed with like a syringe or something but it's not true or whatever it's not confirmed yet but at least it like puts you on to like okay like that's a that's a theory that like is not being discussed. Yeah, so I, I like the rap pages for that sense because like they just like they'll put out whatever just right. to get the attention. So and like the Rihanna pregnancy thing, like I like I me and Troy talked about that like a month ago and then people were acting like it was news and it's like I think it was just not confirmed by like wrap ups or whatever. They they had just like guessed it. I'm pretty sure you told me she was pregnant like a month ago. Yeah, a month ago. I don't know how this is news. It's not news. We did it on a podcast with like a couple couple weeks ago. Right. It's because <laughs> the baby bump is showing, but it's just like Yeah. We did a whole episode about how, like, I would do anything for Rihanna. Rihanna could, like, yell at me, verbally abuse me. I would still be her baby daddy, all that stuff. Um, That was, like, a month ago. So, But I found that out from rap-ups, I think it was. So it's just, like, stuff. I I like rap news for that reason or, like, Instagram rap news more specifically for that reason because they just, like, they just throw whatever out there and see what sticks. Right. But I think the worst part about it is the disrespect when some like the unintended disrespect when something major happens. Cause oh, it's like just when someone like, dies, it's horrible, bro. Bro, when when the one that got me the most heated, obviously you know Draco being like you know my like Tupac at this point in my life, but like when mm-hmm. Draco got killed, and I seen it, I saw it on a couple different rap pages. Right after they finished the statement, it's an eyes emoji with oh, click this link by the way or follow us for more. Oh, I other. know it's like cloud. It's like I know, and and I know this is probably a bad example because I I know that you probably would have no kind words to say about him, and probably me neither. But like XXXTentacion, like when he got shot, and it was just on Instagram for everybody to see, and it was just like like the memes. It was just like revive, and it's just like. Come on, man. He has a fucking family and shit. Like that's so rude and horrible and fucked up. And and there's kids who who like his music that like have to see gore. Like, I w- I will say some. I was ugh. I was never a fan. I really when when he passed away, bro. I was a, I was on that Vic Mensa shit. Like, bro. Like this nigga was more negative than he was positive. Mm-hmm. But looking back at it, I kind of wish I did none of that shit. Yeah, I mean, e- either way, it's like yeah, he did he did some pretty bad things, and right. I and I'm, we're not I'm not gonna be like the Adam twenty two like like all oh, like so he did a couple bad things, but like he was turning his life around. I don't even I'm not even talking about that. It's just it's just more so just for his young fans, like like you you shouldn't be making memes and showing him being dead on Instagram, it's right? Just, like that suicide song meant a lot to a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like, and that that shit really. You shouldn't be showing anybody dead, and like uh, the same thing happened with King Von. Like the like I saw like a picture of his autopsy yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, bro, like why is this on my feed? Like why am I able to see this on a, a family friendly, quote unquote platform? Like this is really fucked up. That's why I don't go on Twitter anymore. Like the the abundance of seeing people just either bleeding out. Oh, Twitter is even worse because it's it's uncensored. Right. It's and they they don't take it off until the teams find it. And even so, like if you were to go on Twitter like right now and you look up like Draco the Ruler or oh, like, yeah. whoever the fuck, you'll see the video of him with blood on his face like choking and all that shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. And it, it, that's what I'm saying, but I mean, the one thing going back to anti though is I fuck with like y'all are starting to be like the like uh you know how there was Epitaph like the record label for punk rock uh-huh. and they kind of launched their own like 
um, what do you call it, like Epitaph Magazine, all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Then Alternative Press comes out and kind of does that a little bit more refined. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like that's kind of what Anti's on with the doing everything else a little bit better and more refined without any of the clout chasing bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I, we, we just do news stories that we're interested in yeah. and, and that we think will get us, definitely will get us likes and will get us, you know, retweets and stuff. But it's just like, or re whatever the fuck you call them, I don't know, shares. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know, like the Drake hot sauce thing I thought was great. Like that's a news story that I thought was really great. Or like I don't know, if somebody passes away that we really care about or like whatever, then we'll report yeah. on it or you know, just out of respect we'll report on it. But it's just like it, you know, uh, we we only just report on things that we really like it. There's no real slant to it. Nah, that's that's the way to go because you spend your time talking too much shit about some shit you don't like and you just end up like... Yeah, definitely. And it just dilutes everything and it makes you like, I I don't know. Recently, I've been trying to not listen to music that I don't like yeah. um, too much. You know what I mean? If I'm if I'm interested in something, I'll, I'll take it the way I did when I was a kid where it's like, I'll take it song by song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then eventually listen to the album and then eventually listen to the discography. I think that's a much better way of listening to music than like just forcing yourself to listen to whatever... You know, I, I mean, if you're on a huge level, like, um, like, like, you know, a lot of these music critics, yeah, it, it makes sense to review everything. And if you have that time and if you're getting requests for it specifically, mm-hmm. that's another thing too. Like yeah. if people were, were requesting me f- uh, to, to, um, listen to this album or that album, I would definitely like give it a listen. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I don't know. We're just in the position where we can kind of just like listen to whatever we want now. And I, I'm more preferential to just doing that. And then the rest of the content could just be concerts and, you know, profiles and like, you know, shit posting or whatever. I, the, the whole taste making thing is cool to do without any negativity. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to bash something else just to build something else up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I do think you got a good ear for shit because it's just like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm very particular about certain things, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, especially when it comes to like electronic music and all that. But then like you show me Aphex Twin mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm losing my fucking mind. I'm just like. Like, I've been running that first album just front to back. Like, anytime I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, it's a my good free one. Time, like, yeah, that's one of those ones in my, in my, the same for me. Like, if I'm on like a subway or something and I look at my downloaded albums on Spotify and like, what am I going to, whatever. Like, that's always the one that I'm just like, oh, this is an easy one. I could just turn on, like, shuffle, whatever. As soon as that first song, X Toe, comes on, bro. Yeah, that's a beautiful song. That shit is crazy, bro. But, but going back to the taste making thing, like, I, I like, I've really been paying attention to certain things a little bit more, you know, aside from all like the memery and all that shit. Yeah, the memes are fun. I, I love I love memeing and I'm a I'm a memer at heart. Um a lot of people don't know this, you know, like I started off as a meme page. I started off as a meme page. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the memes are cool and the everything about it has gotten a lot more, like I said, refined and it looks a lot more like professional. Whereas before it was kinda it was there, like the elements of professional I know, uh, it was crusty before in the beginning. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. It, it kinda just shaped up so quickly to the point where it's just like like it looks like it's it's happening kind of quick you know what i'm saying like yeah i know sometimes i gotta pause because like I, like sometimes i gotta pause and just be like whoa that's crazy that it's like that because i don't know like back in the day like i i wanted to do a west side gun album review and i wanted to put like the uh virgil like you know what i mean like the quotation marks mm-hmm. within like helvetica and like in order to get that picture for instagram because you know i didn't have any technology to do that mm-hmm. i like went to like the closet of my room and i like closed the door and like I don't know. I so, somehow superimposed like Helvetica on top of the album cover, and then I like 
took a picture of it like on my phone or something or like i did some weird shit or i like took a picture from like google docs That's or whatever hustle though, bro. yeah now it's just like now we have a website it's just like yeah sometimes i gotta take a step back and realize well okay it's only been a year and i have a website so i gotta like not worry so much about like money and you know it'll come eventually it comes in time man but I, I, it's cool bro i mean it, it, it's music it, to me since working with y'all has kind of gotten I appreciate certain things a little bit more but I've also stopped taking shit a lot less serious cause it's like if I don't like it I just shut it off yeah me too I know like, yeah I've been like that too like fuck it I'm not even gonna waste my time but like you listen to something that I thought would be more of my my uh, taste mm-hmm. and I guess it's like I'm gonna flip this on on his head right now how'd you feel about uh, Sincerely Face did you run it front to back? Oh, is that the, the baby face fa- rail? No, no, I was in the back. I was uh, so I was gonna, about to go to this Dorian Electro concert that was yeah. yesterday, and I stopped uh, into some spot to get like a glass of wine or whatever because I was like, what else am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, like I was like, I just had my headphones in for you know on the way out, and I I played a couple songs from it, and it sounded pretty good. I I only I only started playing it because I saw Young Lean was on the track list. Yeah. I was like, how how are they gonna make this work? It's kind of awkward, but it. it interesting sound i mean that i'm not gonna lie kind of it's not that i have a problem with young lean it's just the fact that like it's a young lean feature on there that kind of scares me i'm just like yeah because i've been listening to face heavy for like the past two years but like that one feature and then it being 57 minutes long made me go ooh, no 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 but from what you heard like is it is it decent it's like decent i mean like um you know i i like detroit rap i'm not like the hugest fan of it but from what i can tell just by listening to some of those albums what i like and what i dislike i like i like the albums that are more to the point straight to the point you know what i mean uh like this uh what is it scuba something too scuba uh, scuba sada too scuba sada too is good I like the Shitty Boys album, the two Pete or three Pete. Three Pete. Three Pete is good. I like the um, who's the one guy from Shitty Boys with the Baby Tron. Yeah, Baby Tron. His last album was, was the the ben with Cal, two. Uh, with, yeah, or the one with Cal Bunga on it was good. Uh, Luca Tronkich. Yeah, I like uh, uh, TJX Six uh, a lot. His older shit, yeah. more specifically, not his newer shit. No, it's bad. Yeah, I like the music that's very silly, quick, and to the point. And like not too long of an album either. Yeah, Babyface Ray. Yeah, from what I saw, it's like uh, it looks a little bit too commercial. Some of the features are. I don't like when they let outsiders in. So like seeing Young Lean on there, yeah, was definitely a red flag. Or like seeing like Sway Lee on the song or something like that is like a red flag. That's Yachty did that on the Michigan Boat Boy, which yeah. kind of that he's was out, horrible. Yeah, that I don't. Yeah, I don't really like that album that much because he's like an outsider. Yeah, but Yachty Yachty kind of snapped on a few tracks on that yeah. though, because it's like if you play the song with uh with him and Rio, uh, what's it called, uh, stunt double, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's it's it, it, I would say I'm I'm gonna say right now like Phase for me, he sometimes is hit or miss because it's like if you listen to Niggas Finish for instance, mm-hmm. again I'm gonna I'm gonna say some ignorant shit right now, y'all. So I'm sorry to whomever which one of you hip hop heads I'm gonna fucking offend right now. But I will take those two verses off of niggas finished over the me- the majority of like whatever your favorite Jay Z verses, just because of how like with the conviction he was standing on about that shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And but um going back to the original point, face besides having that type of like uh repertoire to him to be able to do whatever, you can also miss like very bad. Well he puts out a lot of music just like just like all the Detroit and Michigan guys, right? Or right. Flint but, guys or whatever. But some a lot of those guys are very consistent. Like anything real mm. drops is gonna be about eighty percent of it's good, the rest is filler. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. 
That's but fair. FaZe kind of puts out that he's going to be like the big Sean of that group of guys, I think. Oh, okay. Where it's like he'll blow up the biggest because his he doesn't really have street beef with anybody type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So oh, okay. He can do whatever with whoever and it'll go whichever way, but it kind of allows too many outsiders in and I'm not fucking with it. Like the know? labels like him the most, but like maybe you won't or something, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, like just from what I saw and from what I was listening to, it sounded okay. But yeah, um... Uh, speaking of the Dorian Electric concert, totally, completely different type of music <laughs> than Babyface Ray. That was a really interesting one. I, I, I keep throwing myself into these, uh, into these situations where it's just like me surrounded by like furries. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? It's very funny. I'll be very uncomfortable surrounded by furries, dog. I want somebody to draw a picture of me just with a ski mask. And then around me is just like, yeah, like furries and like, you know, people with like dyed hair and shit. I was going to say, do you want a fursona, bro? Is that- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a fursona. God, please. No. <laughs> I would love a fursona. It's like, oh, it's fursona. What would I be? Uh, You'd be a badger. <laughs> a badger. Okay. <laughs> no, I'll an t- otter. You'd an, be otter? an otter? Yeah, otters are less scary. I don't like badgers. Badgers are, are creepy. Otters are, I don't know, they serve a function, right? I guess. they build. Uh, who builds them? Is that a beaver? That's a beaver. Troy be a beaver. You'll be an otter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. Somebody's going to draw y'all's like just beefed up, uh, like you're a beefed up otter with a ski mask on. And Troy's a beefed up beaver with a ski mask on, but he's holding big a big ass thing of wood. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that concert was crazy. I mean, that that was funny. Just just like some of the pictures that I took, like, let me pull up like, let me pull up like one or two pictures, like just to give you an idea of like what the concert looked like. Um, it was like it was really entertaining though. She did uh, or I guess uh, they did a really good job. My fault. Uh, they did a really good job at the concert, and they had some good openers as well. Uh, Lustig Puppy was one of them that I really enjoyed. Uh, Is that the guy from Death Heaven or what's that? No, no, that's a that's a different band. Oh, okay, that's Alto Arc or something like that. Yeah. But hold on, let me pull up the Dorian pictures. Like these are some of the ones that I got. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, th- this one they're dressed up like Bowser. Yeah, I was about to say, look like <laughs> Bowser in that. Like Bowser. Um, let me see. I I did some some edited ones that maybe maybe a little bit more concise. Cool as shit. Yeah, like they came out like uh to start like with like this outfit on like the fucking sword and shit. This is the picture that I wanted to show you because like this is the shit that I was at last night, bro. Describe what you see. Uh, okay. Well, so. It's a lot of ass, but like, uh, it's it's definitely a lot going on. I'm not gonna lie. It's a lot of leather. It's a lot of leather. A lot of color. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of color and a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to shout out to what's going on in that. I mean, that was I, a good one. Uh, hold on. What was the other one? That wait I a got? minute. Why does that guy look like Dennis Rodman? <laughs> wait, which one? That guy right there. He looks like fucking Dennis Rodman. <laughs> this guy looks like Dennis Rodman. He looks like Dennis Rodman. A little bit, yeah. Maybe with like the glasses or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, where was that? I'm trying to find one more good one. That was a good one that I took. Oh, this, son is jacked. Look at this God, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy shit. Uh, what was the other one that I took? These are, yeah, I got some pretty good ones. I'm trying to find the... Oh, this is my favorite one. <laughs> That's a great-ass picture, is it not? That is a fantastic picture. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, Those guys need to be on stage with Cardi. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be so... That would be fantastic. He, yeah. needs, he needs to just embrace the fucking, like, metrosexual side of shit, I guess, or just let go of the gender norms or whatever. He, he needs some backup dancers with abs. He needs... For he, sure. He needs to be out there just... Living it up. Living it up, bro. Be as, quote-unquote, spicy as you want, man. I love... I. W- 
before I stopped really listening to Lil Uzi Vert like that, my favorite is when Lil Uzi Vert got into his bad bitch mode. Oh, yeah, And yeah. it's just like, he would come out just all like, you know, did and just like be shoulder rolling and going, mm, like just being real crazy with it. Yeah, yeah. Embrace that. Because like, you know, Prince is probably like, if not my first, like my second favorite artist. You know what I'm saying? So I like that shit. You know, just embrace it. Be who you are. It's cool as fuck, dude. Yeah. So, but let me ask you about the concert real quick. Were there any mosh pits? Uh, yeah, there, were, there were a couple of mosh pits during specific songs, but it, it wasn't too, it wasn't anything too crazy. Damn. Obviously, but there was like some songs where Dorian gets more into hard rock and metal and like dubstep and stuff that got mm-hmm. a little bit more like rowdy. And then there was some rapper that went on before, like I think I don't know, like Susie or something like that. I think it was called. And there was some mosh pits during that one. Sick. Yeah. So it was overall pretty solid. Um, another another solo venture. You know what I mean? Uh, into the city. Did any? Did you talk to anybody at the show? You make any friends? Anything like that? A couple of people. I usually don't make that many friends, but <laughs> but a couple of people I talked to before and after the show and shit, and uh, you know, joking around with and shit, and like showing them my camera. That's usually that's usually where the the conversation goes. It's funny because it's like if you go to a metal show, a lot of people from my experience, you know, being black and Hispanic, yeah, like you go to a show, mm-hmm. uh, like I went to Summer Slaughter two thousand uh, mm-hmm. two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. And like um, when I popped up in there during uh, right before the Black Dahlia murder play, this dude and his son mm-hmm. turned around. And he was like, "Oh, he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think you would be here." And I'm like, "What? Damn, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, this is South Jersey too, so it's not, it's not like we're in anywhere fucked up. It's a Starland ballroom. This is fat dude and his son, and like, oh my god, he's just like, oh, well, like, he's like, you don't look like you enjoy this music, man. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, well, you know, I was like, what? And then the, there's Mexicans next to me, and they're like, they're like, yeah, what? And he's like, oh no, nah, I'm just saying, doesn't he? You know, he's not even dressed for the occasion. I'm in a, I have a fitted cap on backwards, <clears> and like a, mm-hmm. I, like I stole a bit, not stole. I, my dad gave me a big punch T-shirt to wear like a while ago. That uh-huh. he it used to be his, but I put it on. and I had some jeans on and some sneakers, and I was at yeah, the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, oh well, you know. Like I just off of your get up, I was like off of my get up. I can't enjoy death metal, dude. Yeah, and like, but you go to like one of those concerts, like a Dorian Electra, Hundred Gex, whatever. People just happy to just be there. Nobody's gonna be like, "What are you doing here?" You yeah, not furry. Like that's what I like too. I, I like that. There there is like some moshing, but it's like more controlled. I mean, yesterday was a little bit lame. Like the the opener was like, "Oh, like." Uh, make sure you mosh, but mosh safe, and here's some water and shit. I'm just like, I'm like, we're not really here for you. Like, let's keep it, let's keep it 100. Nobody's, nobody's gonna get hurt during your set. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? You, you ever see those kind of people where it's just like, let's go turn up, and it's just like, not, I'm not turning, I'm not here for you. <laughs> like, I don't. There's plenty of that, dog. The openers, though, sometimes with their back against the wall, they could put on some of the greatest performances you've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, they 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 definitely turned up the crowd. I mean, like, the, it started off kind of shitty. It started off kind of like it sounded like like playboy cardi beats or like trippy red beats or whatever yeah. just like that classic like la music la yeah. rap or whatever now yeah that they have it sounded like kind of just sounded like that at first but uh they did a pretty good job and then uh lustic puppy was really good i'm actually doing an interview with them i just sent them an email um so Sick. should be getting those questions back tomorrow and then probably we'll post the profile on the um on the page and everything cool. um yeah lustic puppy is really dope um they make this really like crazy like industrial music and uh andy morin produced a couple of their songs um and they were they were headlining the the a2b2 festival that i was at at the same time as arca so i didn't get to see uh their set at all but yeah seeing the set last night was really really worth it it was really really good ah, that's pretty cool though like um it's, it's crazy how much death grips has like a hand in like the everything everything mm-hmm. influence production 
you name it, they're in it. Yeah. Even even on like TV shows, like you might catch a reference, and it's just like there was one in regular show that I that like mm-hmm. Jimmy's got to show it to me again. But like I, he pointed out, he was like, "That's an MC Ride reference," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, that's crazy. And then uh, um, Bojack Horseman had a um, like a, one of their songs featured in the show, right? And like uh, Battlefield, what's that one where you're like a cop and it's like cops and robbers? Battlefield. The fuck is the name of that one? You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I don't know what's that. Uh, it's like Battlefield. It's not Battlefield Underground, but it's something like of that sort or whatever. And there's a you can you can listen to like the Money Store on the radio and stuff. Jesus Christ! It's like that, stuff like that where it's just rules. like yeah, they're ev- they really are like everywhere. Where it's just like yeah, they and and I feel like a lot of like hyper pop and like the more like um, metal and industrial and rap tinge hyper pop definitely like owes a lot to them and like 100 gex definitely owes a lot to them and yeah all that kind of stuff for sure man i'll go being on the subject of metal um something i've been listening to a lot lately I, although i i've kind of had a falling off of metal too i would say like not i don't listen too much to it but like there's this band by the name of brand of sacrifice mm-hmm. it's like i'm a big fan of berserk like the anime the manga everything mm-hmm. and the way that they incorporate like electronic elements with deathcore like break down heavy centric stuff and then they add symphonic shit to it uh-huh. it is the coolest shit ever like i if i'm riding in my car you might hear like if, if it's like it says it's, let's say it's me and you in my car in the morning right uh-huh. i'm doing whatever it is i gotta do my shit might go from my like baby smooth to brand of sacrifice to like 100 gex mm-hmm. but it all somehow flows and I, I like when they do that shit and, and tying that in with death grips is what i will say is like the way Kyle Anderson, the the vocalist, I, th- I hope I got his last name right, the the vocalist for that band does shit, mm-hmm. is very sporadic. Uh-huh. And even though they have like a set like topic, they're they're usually like you know doing whatever about one hundred percent of the time berserk. But the mm-hmm. way it's layered is kind of similar to that of like you know um, Year of the Snitch, where it's just like very rhythmic, yeah. but like uh-huh. spastic too. Like yeah, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. So it's it's super cool. Like I don't know if they have a direct influence, but they, it reminds me of one or the other. You know Probably. What I mean, Jesus I mean, was definitely influenced by Death Grips. There's not a, there's not a chance that it wasn't. There's no way in hell it wasn't, dog. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, there's there's a lot of. I mean, the whole industrial hip hop thing in general is like pretty much like it's Death Grips. I don't know. It's like kind of starts with them. Pretty and, sure we wouldn't have the Eric Andre show without Death Grips. Yeah, exactly. And Eric Andre loves them. And the whole thing, it's like, even if even if it's not influenced by them, you would ask the person who, like, you think would be influenced by them. And they're like, yeah, we love Death Grips. Exactly. So they I've I've been seeing Death Grips, but I used to reject them heavy because I was just like, this this looks like a fucking fad. Like, Ex- too- except for JPEG Mafia. I don't think he likes them. <laughs> what? Because I saw this interview with him on uh, No Jumper and he was just like, oh, like, I always get compared to them and it's annoying. And it's like they have like a dick on their cover and like I'm doing something more serious or whatever. And it's like, uh, like, I don't know. Bro, no offense, but nothing JPEG Mafia has done holds a candle to anything. <laughs> like Death Grip's worst song, I will take over like his best song. Like now, the last day. album he did, uh, I would beg the last album and, and like the first one that blew him up. Like I think, I don't know. I kind of I, I I wouldn't beg to differ completely, but it's like I, I think they can maybe go toe to toe on a couple of songs, especially on that last album. That last well, album was really sick. Well, you could take those two things and kind of like niggas on the moon and like uh, yeah, that yeah, one instrumental yeah, yeah, yeah. joint, whatever. You can yeah, kind of just exactly yeah. wipe those out. But like everything else, yeah. Like even what would be the worst out of the ones that is mostly like singing and shit? What would it be? Government plates, I guess. Yeah, I love government plates a lot. 
I love government plates, but a lot like people, some people, some like mega fans, but that's the worst out of like the traditional dead grip sounding ones, I guess. It, it might be. I mean, I honestly like government plates more than their second album than no love web, the uh, deep web. Yeah, I would say that one's probably my least favorite out of the, the traditional ones too. Because I, I like that one, but it reminds me of the same way where Kanye went from like um, uh, college dropout to late registration, where it was just like a you know more of the same, yeah, or whatever. And like I don't know, I think late register. I think I like college dropout better than late registration because I think again late registration is just like college dropout too, and that's kind of how I felt with uh, No Love Deep Web a little bit. I'm opposite because I didn't like college dropout that much. I like late registration a lot more. I like, yeah, maybe it's not the best example, but you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. sequel to the sound. Yeah. Cause it came out so quickly after, um, I think they came out like the same year. No love deep web. And then the other one, like, and, uh, the money store, they came 2012. out 2012. Uh, yeah, yeah. They came yeah. out like the same year or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but yeah, like, uh, government plates was such a different thing. And like at the, at the time I wasn't really he- a huge fan of it. I thought it was kind of like a disappointment or like, I don't think anybody really knew what it was. Yeah. Some people thought it was a soundtrack. Some people thought it was like them like dicking around or whatever. Like nobody, I don't think anybody really understood exactly what it was at the time. Didn't but, it come out around the time where there was like that fake like group suicide thing that was going around? Where I don't even like, know. Probably. I remember being on Tumblr and people being like, bro, they left like a fucking like, like a weird message and like they all did some kind of heavy drug and none of them have been seen leaving their oh, hotel room. Oh, like, like it was, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was, I think that was actually around the time of maybe No Love Deep Web because there was like this whole thing about where like, uh, what's his name? Um, Zach Hill was like, was like on top of the hotel like and it's like a picture of him like standing over the ledge. Is that what you're talking about? It was more like they were doing hard drugs and like, like just intentionally trying to OD is what I what they were saying. It, government plays came out literally like the week after I saw that. Oh, okay, all right. So maybe I mean I don't know. They were always fucking with their fans. They, they couldn't even hold like a show. They couldn't do a show. Like they were supposed to open for Nine Inch Nails and then uh, Nine Inch Nails and um, uh, Dillinger's Gate Plan or whatever. That was going to be at um, uh, PNC. I actually asked you to go to that like uh, at the time, but then they canceled. And I was like, I don't really care. But um, that would have that would have been the best show of my life if they all three of them. Oh were there, my dude. god, bro! Are you kidding me? <laughs> at, look, at PNC Bank Death Grips, bro. You're looking at the influence, the the fucking and and both sides of where it went. Like, yeah, was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. It, that's a really really good point. That's that would have been single handedly the greatest show I've ever been to, dog. Like. Yeah, because Dylan just gave plan. It's not traditional either. That's the whole thing. Like you would say, oh, like you know, Death Grips took it the weird way, and Dylan just gave no, plan both, took it the it, traditional way. Not at all. Opposite ends are weird. Yeah, and Ob- Nine Inch Nails is not traditional either. That's nope. what I like about. That's what I love about them so much. But yeah, exactly. They both like splintered off into you know, um, Dylan just gave plan is more of like the instruments, the metal, and then the other uh, Death Grips is more of like the '80s sounds and like the synths and the sampling and the slams and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah mm-hmm. Year of the Snitch though man Yeah Year of the Snitch Is a great album It's, it's damn near perfect bro Like I still I can't believe They got the guy From Shrek on there Yeah yeah The creative <laughs> Shrek <laughs> It's funny that they Got him on on there But um That's a Yeah that's a really Super solid album Um I didn't, I wasn't, I, that's another one at the time I wasn't really too appreciative of, uh, of it because I, they just kept putting out albums and albums and albums, but now right. that yeah. they haven't put out anything for a while, I'm like, I definitely like re- respect it and appreciate it more yeah. than I did at the time. Give a shout out to Jimmy because Jimmy put me on to listen to Year of the Snitch because I was only pretty much sticking to, uh, the money store and like, uh, ex-military, but on YouTube and shit because you can't stream it for whatever reason. Sadly, yeah, because of all the samples. Yeah, one day it has to be on there, but anyways, um. But when he put me on a year of the snitch and Death Grips is online came out, it was like my brain went through a tunnel. Yeah, Death Grips Online is a fantastic song. 
and also getting to um, sort of getting to know Andy and uh, you know of Death Grips Flatlander getting to interview him and yeah. meeting him and seeing him in concert a couple times and shit and um, s- subtle flex this might happen I'm not sure but I-, I sent him a bunch of the pictures from the concert that I had taken and I think he's going to use one of them maybe for um, like advertising for his show so I'll keep, I'll, I'll keep you all posted if that, if that pops off but um, getting to know him and getting to see his, see him perform and see the way he makes music and that kind of stuff um, has, Sick. has really get, given me a deeper appreciation for everything that Death Grips has done. Even the Bjork album. Because the fact, if that had come out this year, I would have probably given it a standout. Number one, because it stands out. Number two, because it is like anti-art. Like it is weird. And it is really good. And on top of that, like we all love Bjork now. So it's just, yeah. you know what I mean? Strangely, but yeah. Yeah. Also, real time out real quick is I got to pee bad. Like, all right, that's fine. Here, you can just put the put the mic down and I'm going to just uh, keep filling the time. <laughs> um, let's see. What else can I talk about with you guys? Um, how, how's everybody doing? <laughs> how are we doing today? Uh, I don't know. Um, chilling here. Um, let's see what else we got coming out. Um, next week we have a Mitski uh, episode with a class of 2013 listener or something like that. I forgot the exact name of the page, but, uh, we're going to do an episode with them on Mitski. Uh, we also have a Adam Miller from chromatics, um, fam interview coming out the week prior. I haven't talked about that with anybody quite yet, but, um, chromatics is one of my favorite bands, especially of the 2010s. Um, they, they, I don't know, better than most people. Um, they took the eighties sound and they brought it into the modern sphere and did something brand new with it. And I really appreciate chromatics and everything that they've done over the years. And I, I'm upset that dear Tommy still hasn't come out. That's a, you know, their, their faded like last album that was supposed to come out like Valentine's day of 2014 and just never, ever came out, you know, got destroyed by the producer multiple times all that stuff they broke up so now you know ruth radlett the singer and nate walker the drummer and uh or nat walker rather the drummer adam miller the guitarist have all split off and you know they're all doing solo projects now and now that we're on instagram it's for some reason very easy to reach them and i don't encourage everybody to fucking message them and harass them and bother them or whatever but like show your support for them for sure you could do it more directly than you ever could before um but anyway we're getting a interview with adam miller from um chromatics the guitarist who um, you know, I think it's on the cover of Kill for Love, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's his guitar. But um I'm really excited to do that interview because um the guitars and the, the tones on that album are some of my favorite of all time, honestly. Uh Kill for Love has be- has slowly started to creep into one of my favorite albums of all time. And I think the song Kill for Love, um, before I had did th- I had done the page was uh rated the number one song of the 2010s i believe um i might have that mistaken i think that's no no no, that's true uh kill for love was the number one song of the 2010s so i'll definitely make sure to mention that on the episode that i do with him um yeah so that's coming up that's gonna be really exciting um you know i'm also going down to mexico with my friend deer down there haven't met her quite yet um but i'm gonna go down there and you know for like an arca concert and shy girl's gonna be there asap rocky what's up man Wu Tang Clan, how? <laughs> I just got like it took me like two minutes to figure out how the door oh, now shit. works. It's an old door. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's fun. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. I was just I was talking to myself about a bunch of random shit. Nah, it's cool, man. That was I was hoping it would bled into a bit where you hear me knocking, go, "Hey, yo, dog." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm stuck. But that Mexico shit's gonna be fly, huh? I'm so excited to go down there. I I like. 
I bought those tickets on a whim. I saw that Shy Girl had posted about it. I've been wanting to see Shy Girl for quite a while. And uh, so, yeah, I bought those tickets on a whim. I bought the hostel tickets, bought the flight tickets. And then I think um, with this magazine, this uh, magazine, they're called Crom. Just, I, I don't know if it's like a Mexican magazine or something like that. Uh, down there, I got to do a little bit slightly more research into it. But I'm going to be believe I'm going to be in VIP with them. That's sick. I had to get my own ticket or whatever, but I'm going to be I think I'll have some VIP access, whether that's like actually meeting the celebrities and shit or like intermingling with the artists and that kind of stuff yet to be seen. That would be fire. I mean, if I can get a picture with Arca, you know, I would just like, I don't know. I could die after. It doesn't matter. You'd be doing us all the service. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that that's sick, though, man. Imagine you got international VIP, dog. Yeah. That's how you know, like, already this shit is kind of working. Like That's what time. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's crazy. It's just, like, it just it's great because I, I deactivated the page for, like, three days or whatever. Yeah. And I was just using the other, the backup and posting stuff on there. I get no likes and I try and post things for artists and nobody even looks at them or responds to it. But this shit is just like, I can, if I wanted to message Dorian or Lecce and be like, yo, I have these really good pictures. Do you want them? She'd be, uh, they'd be like, yes or no. Yeah. It would be, it would be an answer. You know what I mean? Or, or scene. So yeah, there are definitely opportunities coming up. It's crazy. Um, to be, hopefully to be international VIP. That would be, that's a huge job. That's crazy. And a, a year ago, I would not have thought that that would be the case. That I would be backstage, like because of my merits, not because like I bought the VIP ticket or I know my friend is like you know in there, and that's and I don't know that my friend from any work that I do. Right. You know. Right. Like it feels nice to be able to. I promoted that artist. I prom- I talked a lot of good good stuff about Arca, and then now it's like I'm gonna organize an event with them and like be down there and be VIP with them. Like that's fire. I mean, that's a, that's. A- I'm, for for our page for um for twenty three men like for what we're going for dog, you know that's as much as we could hope for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just just trying to do the same type of like you know just getting in, you know we even though we're not like an interviewee place. You know what I'm saying? Just like yeah yeah. I like the uh, I like the whole you know just being able to go wherever and just mix and mingle with whomever because it's not the idea of doing these things. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, you know, chime in if if you agree, disagree. But the whole reason why I like to do, I want to do this, is to do other shit. As like a, I use this to get me on. Then the next thing is what I'm gonna start doing after that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think about that sometimes. I'm not 100 percent sure where I'm gonna where I'm gonna go with it uh, next, but. I don't know. Like, I would like to branch out into other stuff. Like, I don't know if I go down to Mexico and do this party and like it, it you know, it turns a profit or something. Like, fuck it all. I want to do more parties. Like, that'd be crazy, right? You know what I mean? I, it, it really is. You just have to dive head first into it, and and it's not just like you know getting over the nerves. It's literally just like getting the experience in, right? You know what I mean? Just like going to that Dorian concert yesterday. Just like taking the pictures and stuff like that. And you know, I, like there was no press pit. There mm-hmm. was nobody taking pictures there. You know what I mean? Just getting, yeah, yeah just being there and being the guy with the camera. And I have these nice HD pictures of an artist. Like that's in modern day, that's like extremely valuable. Yeah, because uh, nowadays you'll you'll find that the snapshot is a little bit more valuable than the music video. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could kind of do whatever with it. You could put it on an EP. You could put it on a magazine. You could put it on a on a blog. You can kind of oh, do whatever for the sure. fuck with it for so. sure. And Instagram too. It's just like I don't know. Like Billy Eilish posts a selfie, and it becomes the most liked thing on all of Instagram. It's just right. like yes, exactly. Yeah, I know that's exactly what you just said. A snapshot is can be way more valuable. And especially with like NFTs and stuff, I feel like digital media and like, you know, pictures and stuff is, are more valuable than ever or like, 100%. so like, I, I don't know, like I just have to th- really throw myself deep into like that world and just like go and 
like I never wrote a full article before and, and I kept, I keep emailing all these people, New York times and, you know, pay a paper magazine or whatever, trying to like get like an internship or whatever. And like, it doesn't go through. Yeah. So it's just like, fuck it. I'll just make my own website and I'll just make my own article. And it's like, fuck it, whatever. And then, and then I get recognition for it. It's nice. It's like, I don't know. It's sometimes when you don't know what you're doing, you, you kind of just have to like jump in and just like do it. Right. You know, right. however you think, like in your head, like all right, like if I'm gonna write an article, like that's what it, this is gonna look like because I saw this on this website or right, whatever, like you know, it's just it's like it's like how consistency is key with everything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely, yeah. And I think that's the other part. You know, we talked about this on the episode we uh, we recorded together on, on, on my page, uh-huh. but um, consistency will really get you a long way. And since the page has started, you've been like heavy consistent. Yeah, we've been posting a shit ton. Like, a tiring amount to, like, the point where everything you were balancing and, like, when we were living together, like, from the outside looking in, like, dog is gonna crumble, man. Like, we're fucking concerned because it's like, you're doing a 12-hour shift, coming home. Yeah. Da, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Fucking going to bed for, like, four or five hours, 12-hour shift again, mm. on the 12-hour shift, you know, yep. just doing that and then repeat until you know the three shifts is over and then even then your time is still mostly taken you know what i mean yeah. so it's just like that's why i had to quit i mean that's pretty much why i quit you know what i mean it just opens up so much opportunity i mean you don't make that you don't make any money from it necessarily at least the first year like last year i just lost a lot of money i didn't make a lot of money mm-hmm. maybe from the outside looking in it looks like i'm dicking around and just going around the country and just like wasting my money and just like you know my resume is getting fucked or whatever yeah. that's one end of it that's the more traditional end of it sure but on the other end of it it's like i went to you know, pitchfork and I got these beautiful pictures of Erica Badu and these really, really beautiful pictures of like flying Lotus and stuff. And like, I own those now I have those, like, right. you know, I have those moments. I've been there. Like I wrote about it. I, you know, whatever, like, and I keep doing it consistently. I went to Atlanta and did that whole thing. And, you know, from there, the earth theater interview. And then from there, the, this interview and that interview and just putting yourself out there and sure it costs money. And sure. It's like, seems like, you know, it seems like, again, like dicking around, but it is, it's, it is hard work and it is like, I don't know like if you're if you're working a full-time job and you're also trying to do this blog stuff on the side it's always just going to be like your side bitch it's never going to be like <laughs> it's never going to be your main <laughs> at all like ever <laughs> right <laughs> and i don't want to uh yeah i don't you know <laughs> i'm only using that term because i'm you're referring to a page right you know i, I would never refer to a woman like that uh, mm. i would never refer to a female like that bro uh <laughs> that man this ain't fresh and fit okay yeah Fuck fresh and fit. But, um, yeah, you can't be treating your side passion like your side bitch. You gotta, like, you gotta wipe that, you gotta wipe it up. And that's it. And have no other, you know what I'm saying? You gotta wipe it up. Yeah, man. And there's definitely some, some, I would say, like, influence in terms of work ethic, like, learning from, you know, watching not only you, but, you know, like, I have my friends, all my friends for the most part, you know, outside of our circle anyways, are mostly just really hardworking, talented people. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, for what we're doing on 23... You know what I mean? Like, like I was telling you earlier, you guys treat anti sort of like a like a meme page meets a magazine. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of just like I've been trying to keep away from social media, especially like I'm gonna keep saying it post Draco shit again. Draco, y'all, if y'all don't understand, this nigga literally lived with me for like a year and some change. Ask him how much I was listening to this dude, like a, I, a stupid amount, bro. Like. I don't care if I was down up or whatever. He was blasting in the house. You know what I mean? So him dying and all that. And then social media after that, bro, how messy it was. I just, I want to get away. But, you know, now with the page, 
you sort of love the grind of it. You know what I mean? Like right now, we only have like 27 followers, right? Uh-huh. But I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm, I'm posting ECW pics because that's where the name came from. I'm I'm posting, you know, little songs I'm listening to, the episodes, you know, influencing this, doing that, you know, talking to people that even though we only have 27 followers, you know, we're still talking to people that are reputable because, of, you know, of, of who we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that like i said watching you be ballsy with shit there mm-hmm. was like i said this on on our show um but there was no reason for us at like 500 400 followers to get jelly chavo earth like well earth eater was later on but like yeah, yeah you know yeah. the uh, what's their name them airs like all these yeah 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 like just out of nowhere all of a sudden we had serious ass interviews where it's just like oh shit you know these guys are going for it you know what i mean yeah and so that's kind of like the same thing where it's like i'm just trying to be ballsy with it too and just be like yo let's run our shit it's, it's funnier than you think it is bro it's, it's we are actually like we may not be saying shit but we're saying shit you know what i'm saying like it's funny it's it's not half-assed it's cool shit and, and on top of that being able to have you know you troy whoever just come in and out it, it's cool yeah, talk about your show more formally. Like it's a like let's say like this is a plug. Like, like let's say like you want the listeners of this because we'll we'll probably have some some good downloads on this one with the clickbait that I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna put up a ton of euphoria memes and it's gonna clickbait people over here. So plug your shit, bro. Tell me what uh what your what your goal is, what you're trying to do, what you've been doing. You know what I mean? Like what, what is uh twenty what is the twenty three hundred brand all about? Well, first of all, uh, again, let me give a formal introduction. Uh, in case the intro didn't say I'm. Ryan from 2300 what 2300 was originally was it's supposed to, the 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 model for the page is one and the same you know the number 11 is one and one mm-hmm. so it's one and one you know whether it's me and Jim me or you me and Eve whoever the fuck comes on I see you as the same uh-huh. you know what I mean we're just talking on the same level we're not talking down to each other we're talking at the same level I don't want to have people come on and talk some political shit. I want to have a human conversation with you and just talk like, you know, like, what are you enjoying right now type of shit? You know what I mean? Mm. And the other side of it is, it's like, I don't want to sound corny when I say this, so forgive me, y'all. But I really like the uh, quote-unquote darker side of things, I guess you could say. Not with, like, being edgy or shit like that. Not like, oh, you know, you have a cousin that died. Like, none of that shit. None of that white boy edgelord shit. But, like... Uh I really like the idea of like exploring like the darker arts and shit, you know, like the uh I don't know artists like the arcane the, arts. Yeah, exactly. Pretty <laughs> much like I'm a I'm a goth bitch at heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's who I am. But uh That's you know, funny. we for what we have going is sort of just like we riff but with the riffing comes off of just you know, kind of just having just been in the rough for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like laughing to kind of just keep it up. Yeah. And so we kind of we're doing that. It, sometimes, the, sometimes the riffs get rough. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it gets rough. Right. Yeah. But uh, it's for us by us. Mm-hmm. It's for the people by the people. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not no jumper. Anybody could come on. Anybody could talk about anything you want, so long as you're not, you know, putting somebody else down. Yeah. Or you know, if you're not. You know, talking a bunch of nonsense, but for as our goals, I can say for me, what I would like to do is I'm using this to learn how to audio produce, like to be an audio engineer. You know what I mean? Uh huh. And then 
not only to produce the show, but to learn how to produce, you know, like R&B is probably like my favorite style of music as much as I just said I'm a goth bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was another thing that we were talking about earlier. Uh, like a, maybe a, you know, we've been talking about it, like the bringing R&B back and like doing more uh, traditional stuff, not traditional stuff with it, but just like more new stuff, but just like not as much of the specific um, yeah. uh, like jasmine sullivan frank ocean like side of things where it's like telling very specific pointed stories more so like you know what would music sound like if it's like the you know the mirror is all fogged up you're walking into a big ass shower with like a hot girl type of shit and it's like close your eyes and you're like yo this shit like what's playing on some johnny gill shit that's johnny gill like that that's exactly what that would be and and the thing that made r&b so good back in the 90s and the early 2000s yeah, that all inclusivity. Mm-hmm. You could have your kids listening to like New Edition, uh, Bell Biv DeVoe. Now uh-huh. was iffy, but Bell Biv DeVoe, um, fucking Mariah Carey, whomever the fuck it is, like, and the song might be about you know getting down and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not outright talking about getting down. So it's like I grew up with that music, and I got to as I'm older, I got to listen to it and be like, ah. Yeah, it's hard to play. Like, uh, <laughs> there's this Jasmine Sullivan song with um, Ari Lennox. And there's this lyric, it's like, spit on it. It's like, I can't be playing that in front of people and shit. I'm not playing that shit loud as hell in, in, like, in my car, bro. What am I look like, bro? Like, Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I feel like R&B is like, uh, I don't know. As Okay, let's say as a white person, I can't really be defining what R&B is and what it should be and what it shouldn't be and this and that. But right. from what I understand about R&B, it's like, I'm about to get into something music. That's what I like. Right. That's what I like about it. And it's, and it's like purest form. Right. Like yeah. it's good music to put on while you're fucking. You know what? Let's just keep it real. Not only that, but it, you know, sometimes I run Drew Hill just playing Halo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like to sing along to things and just kind of have like a nostalgic good time. You know what I mean? And I yeah. kind of want to build that up so that if I ever have kids, they could have that. You know, your kids could have anybody's kids could have that's where it's like I said, all inclusive makes things better. Uh huh. You know what I mean? That's like that's the best part about like that old shit because even they they might have been singing about a woman, but you know somebody who's gay. You know, like a male that's gay could be applying this to, you know, yeah, their boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. That makes a lot of sense rather than I don't know. Like I was listening to um, Amber Mark. Uh, it's a R&B artist like today. And there's a couple of songs that are really, really good and that yeah. are more like like what you're saying. But then there is one song where it's like uh, I think it's called like Not All Men or something. And it's just like Not All Men are Trash. It's just like. I don't know. I don't really care. Like, I don't really need, I don't know. I just don't, <laughs> I just don't care. I don't know. Right. It's just like the way, it, the way it's presented is just like a little bit cringe, a little bit like, all right, like, what are we doing? What, what are we doing here? Like, why is it, why does the music sound like, you know, we're about to do some shit, you know what I mean? And then it's just like talking about how men are trash. This is weird, but. What I will say is that message, that all inclusivity goes back to, you know, going talking about the podcast, uh, our podcast, uh, the 11th hour. All inclusivity is something I like. Mm-hmm. It's something I like to carry with everything. So when you listen to our show, it's not limited to just like, you know, black folks or people that like metal or hip hop or whatever. It's like you could be fucking with Dorian Electra. You could be fucking with with whoever the fuck just just know you got a spot with us because we fuck with that shit too. We're not afraid to say we fuck with it. We like that shit. You know what I mean? Me and Jimmy, Jimmy put me on a hundred gecks mm-hmm. and it's just like, that's not something you would think I'm listening to because I'm listening to real the young OG about like six hours out the day. But you know, crazy. Yeah. Like, what's this on stupid horse? Like uh-huh. I'm running that shit back at any point. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, 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 so yeah. It's, 
that's just that's what I want to bring back is all inclusivity, less specifications with shit because I feel like that came out of laziness and kind of the 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 market getting flooded. Yeah, some, sometimes when you get too specific with things and you like tell like you're exactly what's going on in your life, some, sometimes you kind of like you can like run out of material, right? But you, sometimes you got to really just get real like. I don't know. Sometimes you really just got to transcend like back a couple of layers and just be like, all right, if I was just a guy who didn't have like this or that happened to me, like how would I be feeling? Like, what is the feeling? Like, yeah, right. Right. I get what you're saying. And it's, and the same with like your show, like, uh, it's more so like a feeling and like a quote unquote, like a vibe rather than like, um, yeah, like getting into specific stuff about politics, about news, about this, about that. So like, you know, right, man, as long as you, if you, if you got a heart and a brain, bro, we fuck with you as long as you're not putting any damage on anybody else, bro. That's the whole thing. Uh-huh. As long as you're not an asshole, as long as you're not bashing anybody. A lot of people bash people, but I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like yeah lifestyles. Yeah. If you're not if you're not bashing other folks' lifestyles, if you're not out here being discriminated, you know, doing anything of that sort, we fucking with you. Music taste doesn't mean shit. You know, your your whatever preference doesn't mean shit to us. Uh-huh. You know, whether you dress like a furry or not, you know, we still will. I yeah. might I might be taken aback and be like, hey, yo, dog. But, like, at the same time, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like, if you got a J, bro, we're good. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Even then, that's just a joke. I don't really care too much like that. I just, I like making friends. And I keep this, I want this to be just an open door to anybody. Just come on, talk your shit, and put yourself on, man. Because everybody's got something going on. Everybody's one of one. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn. So, everybody's one of one. I like that. Everybody's one of one. It's true. Put two ones together. What do you get? Eleven. Eleven. 11th hour. Twenty three hundred. Should you? Are you going to rename it to twenty three hundred after a while? I uh, I like the whole like uh you know how Griselda has Griselda by Fashion Rebels. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the eleventh hour by twenty three hundred thing, but we might change it up a little bit. Mm. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. I like that. Like it's it's sort of something like I initially was just supposed to be eleventh hour. Eve and I came up with that. Yeah. Off of listening to Lamb of God one day, but um. 11th hour by 2300 kind of negates both copyrights because 2300 is the arena that ECW mm. uh, used to be at in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. And then 11th hour was the Lamb of God song. So it's just like... Yeah, but 11th hour is a... a I feel like 11th hour is like a concept that's pretty like well-known. I mean, like the 11th hour, like what are you going to do before like midnight, midnight or whatever? Yeah. Minutes to midnight, you know what I mean? Like the Lincoln Park album, Shadow Lincoln, Shadow Lincoln Park. Shadow Lincoln Park. Uh, there's also a religious podcast, I think, called 11th Hour. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, by NBC or CNBC, something like that. Yeah, but, there's a religious one, and then there's also a news one. Right. But, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of them. But, but for now, you know, 11th Hour by 2300 is what, what we'll go with. We might fuck with the name a little bit, but still keep the core thing just so we could kind of get better clicks. Like, I guess you could say better traction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for right now... 11th hour by 2300 you know we are out here you know we fucking with anti-heavy always you feel me and as far as like i said like guests and all that bro like if you got something to plug you you making t-shirts you're doing whatever the fuck come on you know what i mean talk shit with us you know like run your shit up we may only have like 27 followers right now but trust like this shit's gonna blow up i have pure faith in it man because everybody in my circle is special you know what i'm saying so just come on in, talk your shit, kick back with me, kick back with Jim, and we got another roster unlock coming soon, quite possibly the funniest man alive, so there's that too, so we got a lot of shit going, we're just waiting, we're at the premature stages, you feel me? Yeah, just keep, so, just keep putting out episodes and such. we're doing, man, gonna go home and record another one later, so. Hey man, hustle, hustle continues. Hell yeah, dog, marathon continues, R.I.P. Nipsey. R.I.P. Nipsey. 100%, man, so. All right.
Guess that's it for me, man. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, for anti episode fifty, I finally got it right. Five zero. Five zero. No Fuck cops. cops. <laughs> Sign off. Peace. Peace.